Military escalations are increasing. Uh, we're seeing more and more broader escalations taking place across the world when it comes to wars and rumors of wars. What is 2024 going to look like if 2023 looks like it is right now? Let's talk about it today. The following program is brought to you by friends and partners of End Time Headlines. All right, guys, it is Tuesday, December the 26th. Uh, Christmas is officially over. We hope everyone had a great Christmas uh, holiday uh, time with your family, with your friends, with your loved ones. Uh, we hope everyone is uh, back home or gets back home safely in your travels, whether by air, by ground or whatever that looks like for you. Again, we want to welcome you to tonight's program. This is End Time Headlines, news and headlines from a prophetic perspective. I am your host, Ricky Scapero, the founder and the voice of End Time Headlines. Listen, if you're new to the broadcast, do me a favor. Let us know in the comment section below that you're new or if this is your first time joining us. We want to welcome you to tonight's program. Real quick, uh, if you've not downloaded our free app, this is how you can keep up with our ministry. If you enjoy uh, getting headlines uh, right there at your fingertips, uh, you want to keep up with our latest podcast, this is how you do it. Go to your app store today. You can find us on Apple. You can find us on Android devices and Play Store. Just Again, if you're listening by Apple or by Spotify, just type in Time Headlines right there in the search bar. When you see uh, our official ETH logo that you look at right here on your screen, uh, if you're listening, it'll be the ETH acronym with the four blood moons and the solar eclipse in the middle. Download it. Hit yes to push notifications. And you're going to be good to go. Um, and again, don't forget to hit the like button here. Hit that uh, that share button, that bell notification. This is going to push our material out on these uh, platforms where other individuals can see our content. So Matthew 24, 6, we know that the Lord Jesus Christ warned us that one of the indicators of the signs of the coming of the Lord, the end times, he said, you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars and that we're not to be troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Now, we 2023 has definitely been a year of military escalations. We've seen uh, we've seen the stuff go on, the ongoing war with Russia and Ukraine. We've seen threats emerge from China. We've seen threats emerge from Iran. We've seen uh, threats emerge from North Korea. No, uh, nothing strange there. Then, of course. We had the escalation in the Middle East, the war that's broke out between Israel and Hamas. And now this this region is beginning to expand even more. And 2024 could look even worse than it did in 2023. Now, we're going to get to that in a moment. But there's some interesting stuff that has happened over the past 24 hours that I want to bring to your attention. Here is a headline. <clears throat> U.S. counterstrike on Iran-backed forces in Iraq. Quote, we will not hesitate. The U.S. Defense Secretary said that President Joe Biden will, quote, will not hesitate to take necessary action to defend the United States, our troops, and our interests. U.S. retaliatory strikes on key targets in Iraq after an attack on a U.S. air base there that injured three service members. Jay O'Brien joins us live from the White House with the latest. Good morning to you, Jay. Eva, good morning. The White House says President Biden personally authorized these strikes on Christmas night, destroying three facilities linked to the group Khatib Hezbollah, the Hezbollah Brigades, an Iran-backed paramilitary group in Iraq. It comes in response to a series of attacks from that group on Americans in the region, including one just hours before on Christmas, when a self-detonating drone struck a U.S. base in northern Iraq, injuring three service members, including leaving one in critical condition. The White House says President Biden was immediately briefed on that attack and ordered these strikes in response, which specifically targeted areas used by the groups for drone operations. There were no reports of civilians impacted, according to U.S. Central Command. The Pentagon says that since the beginning of the Israel-Hamas war, there have been at least 100 attacks on U.S. and coalition forces in Iraq and Syria. Administration officials saying this morning that if those attacks do not stop, they will continue to respond. So this was a new front here that's uh, we're seeing here emerging here. This comes uh, after an earlier attack left three American personnel injured. 
Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin described the strikes as, quote, necessary and proportionate. Today, and this is what he tweeted today, the President of the United States direction, uh, U.S. military forces conducted necessary and proportionate strikes on three facilities used by Hezbollah and affiliated groups in Iraq. These precision strikes are a response to a series of attacks against U.S. personnel in Iraq and Syria by Iranian-sponsored militias, including an attack by Iran-affiliated Hezbollah and affiliated groups on the uh, Arbil Air Base earlier today. Quote, Austin said, again, in a statement that he also shared on X, formerly known as Twitter. And again, according to the report, he went on to say, uh, he said that Joe Biden will not hesitate to take necessary action to defend the United States. Quote, and let me be clear, the president and I will not hesitate to take necessary action to defend the U.S., our troops, and our interests. Something else that transpired recently was Israel carrying out a missile strike that killed a senior Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps uh, advisor. As a result of this, Iran is furious. Quote, Iran state media says an Israeli airstrike outside of Damascus in Syria. Keep your, again, always pay attention. When they, when they mention Damascus, when you see the word Damascus mentioned in any of these uh, conflicts or anything, always pay attention to that because Damascus is directly connected to Bible prophecy. Isaiah 17 talks about the destruction or the or Damascus would be become a ruinous heap. So these Israeli airstrikes took place outside of Damascus in Syria on Monday, and it killed an Iranian senior advisor, again, in the Islamic Revolutionary Corps, Guard Corps. Reuters reported that three security officers confirmed the death of this officer who was responsible for coordinating a military alliance between Iran and Syria. As we scroll down here, uh, there's a, there was a statement made by the Iranian president who's called the assassination a show of Israel's weakness. Quote, this act is a sign of the Zionist regime's frustration and weakness in the region for which it will certainly pay the price. They went on to threaten that Israel would suffer for killing the advisor. All right, guys, so we, again, we have U.S. airstrikes being carried out against targets in Iraq that are affiliated with Iran and Hezbollah. Then you've got this situation that's ongoing in Israel. And again, we're going to cover more about that in just a second. And then we had this news that broke overnight. According to reports, Ukraine uh, reportedly struck a Russian naval landing warship. And Russia said that it caused significant damage. One report even said it was a great blow to Putin. Let me read a little bit of this. Ukraine struck a large Russian landing warship in Crimea with cruise missiles in an overnight attack that killed at least one individual and could hinder any Russian attempt to seize more Ukrainian territory along the Black Sea coast. The Russian defense ministry, cited by the Interfax News Agency, stated that Ukraine had used air-launched missiles to attack the Crimean uh, port of Fedosia and that the and a large landing ship had been damaged. Russian defense minister had briefed President Putin in detail about the attack, according to the Kremlin. Russia annexed Crimea from Ukraine in 2014 and a move that uh, the West condemned as an illegal seizure. So what are we talking about here? Again, we're talking about these military conflicts, these escalations. Remember, Matthew 24, Jesus said, you will hear of wars, plural tense, and rumors of wars. Now, I want to, and, and since we've, I wanted to get you up to date on that. Now I want to fill you in with, um, if you were to, if you were to ask me, what do you think could escalate in 2024? What's something that could go from 2023 as bad as it is now and escalate? You could see this thing escalating in 2024, 2024, excuse me. And we could, I mean, we could name five different things here, guys, but I really see there is a lot of indicators showing us that the, uh, war is inevitable. Uh, and again, we're not just talking about Russia and Ukraine. We're not talking about just Israel and Hamas. We're talking about the United States getting pulled directly in 
to uh, a much larger scale conflict than just in the Middle East. We're talking about with China, possibly North Korea and so on and so forth. And now let's get into that aspect of this. This was an interesting article. Even listen, even secular journalists are noticing this and they're taking notice of this. Here was a headline from CNN News. We posted this on our main website. How 2023 has been the, quote, year of the brink and 2024 could be worse. So what they're saying here is we were on the brink of complete catastrophe, complete, utter disaster and something on a scale that we probably have not seen in a generation in 2023. And now there is many talking heads, uh, experts, analysts that are saying that 2024 could be far worse than what we've experienced in 2023. Now, here's an interesting, this is a headline. Uh, this was an article that was written by Michael Snyder. I'm going to share you share a little bit about this. Here, listen to this headline, Tw- quote, 2024 will be a year of catastrophic war in the Middle East. I thought it was interesting. He didn't say it, it might be. He is saying that by all indicators, next year, 2024, just days away, will be a year of catastrophic war in the Middle East. Let's see what he had to say here. Uh, Snyder said, quote, the war in the Middle East that began this year is going to be an entirely, is going to go to an entire new level next year in 2024. Fighting along Israel's northern border has escalated significantly in recent days, and this is causing a great deal of concern. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has publicly stated that he plans to, quote, finish the conflict in the south before dealing with Hezbollah. Let me back up and say that again. Netanyahu said he's going to finish the conflict in the south, and then he's going to move forward and deal with Hezbollah. So, if we thought that, because remember in the beginning of this conflict, he warned Hezbollah, he warned Iran, and he said if Hezbollah gets involved in this, there'll be repercussions. He will he will blame because Hezbollah is a faction out of Iran, and said these two will be guilty of this, and there will be consequences. Well, fast forward as months have gone on in this conflict, Hamas has been the main focal point, but Netanyahu is warning us. That just because we've not, quote unquote, dealt with Hezbollah like you thought we was, you may think that we have forgotten about that or we're letting it slide. But Netanyahu is now saying, listen to that, guys, we're going to finish the conflict in the south before we deal with Hezbollah. 79 days since the Hamas attack that started the war with Israel, Prime Minister Netanyahu says Israel will expand its ground offensive in Gaza in the coming days, despite growing international pressure to stop the fighting. Meanwhile, Hamas reportedly has rebuffed a ceasefire plan proposed by Egypt. CBS 2's Erica Brown reports from Washington. Medical officials in the Hamas-controlled Gaza Strip say the death toll from an Israeli airstrike Sunday has climbed to more than 100, many of them women and children, making it one of the deadliest airstrikes since the start of the war. Israel said it was reviewing the incident. On Monday, Israel released footage of what it says are Israeli soldiers conducting an offensive against Hamas fighters hiding inside schools in Gaza, recovering dozens of weapons and explosive devices in United Nations bags. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu announced his plans to expand the ground offensive in Gaza in the coming days, despite growing international pressure for a ceasefire and mounting Israeli troop casualties. Netanyahu's announcement came shortly after Egypt, with the help of Qatar, presented a ceasefire proposal that would include a phased hostage release and the creation of a new Palestinian government. In Bethlehem, worshipers attended a Christmas mass at the Church of the Nativity. But the war in nearby Gaza has led to the cancellation of many festivities in the town known as Jesus' birthplace. Quote, but he may not have a choice in the matter. Hezbollah forces continue to fire at targets in northern Israel, and the IDF continues to carry out strikes in response. In fact, it is being reported that the IDF just attacked a Hezbollah military headquarters in Lebanon. Let me say that again. The Israeli Defense Forces have struck a Hezbollah military headquarters in Lebanon. 
According to the report, the IDF says fighter jets struck a Hezbollah military headquarters in Lebanon in direct response to attacks on northern Israel, including one that left a soldier moderately wounded. The IDF also says it carried out artillery shelling at a number of areas near the border today, presumably to foil planned Hezbollah attacks. Several projectiles were fired from Lebanon at areas in northern Israel. Again, with the IDF saying it struck the launch sites. Now, again, this comes on the heels, guys, of this senior Iranian military commander that was just taken out in near Damascus by the airport. Now, so you got all this going on, and then the United States actually blame Iran for a drone attack on a chemical tanker in the Indian Ocean. The White House tonight is accusing Iran of being, quote, deeply involved, unquote, in planning attacks on oil tankers and cargo ships along a crucial shipping route in the Red Sea. The U.S. says an Iranian intelligence ship is providing real-time information to a militia group in Yemen, which has been targeting ships in response to Israel's attacks on Gaza. Just today, two ships carrying oil products from the U.S. were rerouted. From the you hear Red about sea. this? A drone attack was carried out on a chemical tanker in the Indian Ocean, and Iran is getting the blame for this from the United States. Let me read this quote. The U.S. has accused Iran of being behind a drone attack on a chemical tanker in the Indian Ocean. The attack on the Kim Pluto on uh, this weekend resulted in a fire, though no casualties were reported. Though Iran has not commented on the attack, the U.S. military said that, quote, one-way attack was delivered by a drone fired from Iran. So the U.S. is not skirting around this issue, guys. They're putting the blame on Iran. Now, through all this mess, I don't know if you saw this over the weekend, but we reported on this. uh, We put this report out there, but Iran is threatening to shut down the entire Mediterranean Sea. Iran threatened, again, this past Saturday, that the Mediterranean Sea could be closed if the U.S. and Israel continue their, quote, crimes in Gaza. Again, this was according to the state media that's reported, reporting this, also cited by Reuters. The Iranian government has showed support for the militant group Hamas and its war against Israel, while the U.S. has strongly backed Israel, despite growing criticism of the Israeli military war effort. And I believe, guys, I believe um, time is running out for uh, the U.S. support of Israel. Biden has made that clear. His administration has made that clear that the pressure is on them to 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 back, you know, to back off their support and to completely abandon their support for Israel as the outrage continues to grow. And by the way, there was an article that we shared on our main website as well. Let me give you a little bit of this. Uh, Let me read this to you. Um, There was an article. I thought this was interesting. And did it cited? Let me pull this up for you. Uh, This was from the Washington Post. Quote, young Muslims in the United States are rising up against Israel in unlikely places. Now, when you read this article, it's talking about there is this growing number of support for Hamas uh, and these terror factions, and there is a growing number of anti-Semitism that's growing here in the United States of America, but it's not coming just from places that you would expect it, but it's coming even from the most unusual places. It's coming even out of the Southern states, even places like Arkansas, even places like Tennessee, even places like, uh, even in parts of Kentucky, we're starting to see this. This is unprecedented and it's showing that there's a shift taking place. There's a there's this increased rise of Islam and it's uh, and this rise of Hamas sympathizers and anti-Semitism. So these are all signs of the times, guys. All these are signs of the times. Now, and as far as this war, this ongoing war with Israel, according to the Wall Street Journal, it may take months, not days, not weeks, months for the Israeli defense forces to finish their work in the south. And they've already said when they finish there, they're going to go on and and deal with Hezbollah. Now, while all this is brewing, guys, out in the Middle East, we're again, we're seeing how this is trickling into our own nation. 
Um, for example, uh, Snyder pointed this out in his article, and he talked about a uh, an Islamist preacher, or a uh, we would call that an Islamic cleric, uh, in Michigan. Really not shocked about that, because Dearborn, Michigan, guys, has almost been completely taken over by Islam. But a, a Michigan Islamist preacher, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name here, has called on American Muslims to wage jihad against the the infidel West and declared Muslims in the U.S. should start normalizing jihad. Uh, a, um, according to this report, a account on tw- a formerly known as Twitter is now X associated with this radical imam shared several clips, including one that labels Joe Biden a terrorist for his administration's policy towards Israel. I'm not going to read all of this. Um, again, you can go and find this at the most important news.com. We shared this article on end time headlines. Again, it's called 2024 will be a year of catastrophic war in the middle East. Again, I want to use wisdom here. I don't want to read. Uh, I don't want to read the clerics speech, um, because you know, we're already pushing the envelope with some of this, the, the words that we used here, but this cleric was not alone. In fact, radical Muslims have essentially taken over significant portions of the state of Michigan at this point, like we said. And in New York City, a prominent Jewish rabbi was just told to himself by a group of radical Muslims that included an 11-year-old girl. Let me read this. I quote, a Muslim family aggressively uh, accost... Let me, I'm going to pull this up, guys, because there's some of these words here. So that way you can get a visual of this. I want to read this quote. A Muslim family aggressively accosted, accosted a prominent rabbi in New York City's Times Square, telling him to himself if he has a problem with the free Palestine. The widely viewed video captured the family's smirking demeanor as a young girl claiming to be 11 years old and from Canada delivers the disturbing message. Think about that. An 11 year old girl. Quote, if you have a problem with free Palestine yourself, she said to the man on camera. Yeah, go ahead. You can't do anything about it because I live in Canada. You want me to myself because I am Jewish. You want to but Rabbi uh, Shmuley Bochik, I don't know how you pronounce his last name, asked. The girl replied, yes, go ahead. This is insane, guys. Again, this is this come from a 11 year old girl in New York City that said that made that statement. All right. Here's another article. Look at this report. Russia and China are on the brink of a military alliance that could overwhelm the United States. Wow. Joining us now is our senior national security contributor, Lieutenant General Richard Newton. He is also a former U.S. Air Force assistant, vice chief of staff. Lieutenant, great to see you. Thank you for being here. Always great to be with you, Kelly. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. So some have said, given the context of the war in Ukraine and tensions around Taiwan, this move is highly provocative. Based on your experience, is this a sign of a greater threat? I think so, Kelly. Uh, as you mentioned, it's uh, it's it's unprecedented. Uh, in fact, it's historical in nature. The fact that uh, the Russians and the Chinese now are teaming up in a rather aggressive manner uh, to put a flotilla of combat warships in and around, uh, you know, Alaska. They did not get into U.S. shores. Uh, they stayed outside in international waters. But certainly, uh, this is not only provocative, but it also shows a very unique and unprecedented uh, situation whereby the Chinese and the Russians are actually conducting joint military operations. They are, they are not the best of friends. But in this case, they're they're teaming up. And I think they see an opportunity to uh, their efforts to certainly unseat the United States as, as, you know, the sole superpower of the world. So I think you can ex- expect more of this. But it is alarming. Uh, but the United States, I think, met it with four destroyers and also maritime patrol aircraft. Uh, uh, but nonetheless, this is this is uh, very provocative. And we're going to see more of this in the future. Well, and to your point, maybe taking it a little bit further, U.S. officials have been closely monitoring signs of increased cooperation between Beijing and Moscow, as you know. Uh, Would China and Russia form an alliance against the U.S.? Do you think that's a realistic possibility? 
I think it's not only a realistic possibility, I think it's a de facto, you know, situation that we're seeing right now unfold. It's a new era of, of what I would call a great power competition, where you've got China and Russia seeing an opportunity to try to thwart the United States in our role, you know, as, as supporting, you know, countries, freedom-loving countries around the world. They see right now Russia is somewhat bogged down in Ukraine and China is uh, conducting, you know, some some really provocative actions in the Taiwan Strait and so forth. This is not saber rattling. This is calculated. This is clearly delineated in their playbook. For decades, the United States has been the world's main military superpower, but the U.S. faces formidable new threats and rising global conflict. In the wake of the Ukraine war, Russia and China have been growing closer. We've been warning about this, guys. For decades, the military might uh, of the U.S. was unchallenged. After the collapse of the Soviet Union in 1991, <clears throat> Excuse me, the U.S. was the world's only military superpower with its forces deployed all over the world to defend allies and deter aggression. Guys, that statement right there, again, this is the Roman Empire. We are the Roman Empire, the modern Roman Empire. The Roman Empire, go study history. They were the superpower of their day. They stretched their military thin. They were involved in conflicts all over the world. And as a result, they spread themselves thin. They weakened their nation. And then they decayed from within, moral decline, and they were, they were completely taken over by 10 Germanic tribes. America is literally repeating history. As 2023 draws to a close, conflicts are flaring across the world. Look at that. Conflicts are flaring across the world. Again, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but the end is not yet. Be not troubled. That's what we're here for today. We're going to bring you a redemptive hope. We're not here just to, to, you know, everybody, we're not bringing the gloom and doom. We're, we're making you aware of what's going on, but we're bringing the redemptive hope with it. We're, we're telling you the words of Christ, what he warned about, and you're seeing this. All right, so conflicts are flaring across the world, and Russia and China are growing increasingly aggressive in their shared ambition to topple the United States as the world's largest superpower. The authoritarian leaders of Xi of China and Putin of Russia are seeking to exploit global instability to damage the U.S. and its allies. This is according to all these analysts who uh, and are drawing closer to forming a military alliance. Are you listening to this? That poses the biggest threat to the U.S. that it has faced in decades. Quote, it is clear that the two states see themselves as military partners and that this partnership is growing deeper and more experienced, even if it is not a formal alliance in the Western sense. This was according to business, uh, excuse me, according to Jonathan Ward, who is the CEO of the Atlas Group, who told Business Insider in the Middle East. Russia and China have already aligned themselves with Iran and criticized Israel's attacks on Gaza to destroy the Tehran-backed terror group Hamas. The U.S., meanwhile, has provided military aid and diplomatic support for Israel. Now, again, this article talks about how China is likely watching and observing like a hawk and uh, the outcome of the Ukraine war to note careful signs of how the world will react should it act upon plans to seize control of Taiwan. Stop. Remember, we we talked about that report here on this on this uh, program. On our one of our podcasts, we talked about how <clears throat> these military analysts have said that China in 2024 is looking to invade Taiwan, and this is why they're trying to remove America out of the equation because America is the resistor. America is the stumbling block. It is the resistance that stands in the way of China completely taking over Taiwan. This is why China has been taking these little pot shots at America through these cyber attacks and, and, and these other methods to try to to try to weaken China, uh, America. Over the past 24 months, Russia and China have launched joint naval exercises in the Sea of Japan, and Russia has handed 
China submarine technology that could give it the edge in a war with U.S. allies in the Pacific, and the leaders have pledged to corp- to cooperate Excuse me, on high-tech weapons development. China has also purchased from Russia Su-25 jets, Mi-17 helicopters, or M-1, I believe it's Mi-17 helicopters, and S-400 air defense systems. I'm going to read this uh, thing. I want to read this right here. Let me pull this up here. Quote, a full-scale China-Russia alliance would present the United States with a threat unlike any it has confronted since the end of the Cold War. Quote, the Russia-China axis poses an enormous threat to the United States, given that we will have to handle security in both Europe and and Asia, as well as in the Middle East, with the risk of being stretched thin while Beijing and Moscow coordinate to pursue their respective regional ambitions. Now, guys, this uh, now I'm going to show you why 2024 looks likely that we're going to be in conflict, conflict, excuse me, with China. The all everything I just read to you, this also comes on the heels of NBC News that recently reported that during their recent summit meeting in San Francisco, Chinese President Xi Jinping told Joe Biden to his face that a decision has been made to reunify Taiwan with China. NBC News is reporting exclusively today about a blunt message delivered by China's President Xi Jinping to President Biden when the two leaders had their summit in San Francisco last month. Joining us now is the leader of the NBC team reporting on all of this. Meet the Press moderator, Kristen Welker. Kristen, there are a lot of things that the team, our national security team, Carol Lee, Courtney Kuby, you... And you. This team found out really what was being said in this candid conversation that was described by the White House and the State Department uh, in San Francisco last month. Absolutely. This was a blunt but candid conversation, not confrontational, but we are told by three sources, current and former officials, who are familiar with this conversation, that President Xi said to President Biden that he does intend to reunify Taiwan and that he has not chosen a timeline to do that yet. He was also apparently complaining about the elections in Taiwan. And prior to this meeting, Chinese officials had asked that President Biden issue a statement supporting Chinese reunification, something that, of course, the president and the White House did not do. We've just gotten fresh, exclusive reaction from Senator Lindsey Graham to this reporting. I'm going to read you what he says. He calls the story, as reported, beyond unnerving. He goes on to say, quote, I will be working with the Democratic and Republican senators to do two things quickly. First, create a robust defense supplemental for Taiwan. And second, draft pre-invasion sanctions from hell to impose on China if they take action to seize Taiwan. I believe there is strong bipartisan support to stand up to Chinese communist aggression. So that is how Senator Lindsey Graham is responding. Again, we are just starting to get this response coming in. Andrea, though, taking a step back, the big picture here, look, this is consistent with the messaging that President Xi has conveyed for years as it relates to Taiwan. What is significant, though, is the setting in which he delivered this message, the fact that he said it directly to President Biden, the fact that this took place at a meeting that was really intended to lower the temperature between these two leaders and between these two countries in the wake of the Chinese spy balloon incident last year. So it was a moment that caused officials to take note in the room. What does it mean? What, if any, timeline is he looking at? All of that remains to be seen, Andrea, but it certainly does certainly does raise fresh concerns aggression. And it, and it already creates political problems for this president because he wants to try to lower the temperature, as does President Xi. Mm-hmm. President Xi, because he has economic problems at home, and President Biden, because he knows that the global economy really depends on that. So that's a re-election issue. But the politics of it are terrible because of the unpopularity of China mm-hmm. and the way Republicans are framing China as the aggressor, which it is in many cases militarily right now. Are you hearing me? One way or the other. Translation. We are going to take Taiwan either peacefully or militarily and either way it's going to happen now analysts said that 
China wanted to see how Biden would respond to such a direct statement. Xi expressed his desire to take over Taiwan peacefully if possible. But again, we all know that's not going to happen, guys. There's too many U.S. interests there. Now, of course, the White House responded to this and said that, uh, quote, I'm not. This is according to John Kirby, who told reporters on Air Force One en route to Milwaukee when he was question about this is again this is from the national security council spokesman and he said quote i'm not going to get into the specifics of the discussion between these two leaders now as we pointed out uh in a previous podcast this also comes on the heels of china's banking system that is continually in a free fall and the country's real estate losses could reach four trillion dollars so friend Again, war is a great interest for China right now. They have a great benefit from this. They have a great benefit from taking Taiwan. This also comes uh, following a export control that was imposed by Beijing on rare earth processing tech as mineral war with U.S. heats up. This was according to Zero Heads. Let me read that again. Beijing imposes export controls on rare earth processing tech as mineral war with U.S. heats up. We read this quote, following the meeting between President Joe Biden and President Xi, Xi of the Asia Pacific Economic Corporation event in San Francisco last month, the hopes for de-escalation in Sino-U.S. relations seem to have fallen apart after China announced export controls on rare earths technologies. China is the world's top press processor of rare earths and has placed an export ban on technology to extract and separate rare earth metals. Again, this is according to Bloomberg, citing a document from the Ministry of Commerce. The move comes as Washington and its allies try to reduce reliance on China's stranglehold of the global rare earths market. There are 17 rare rare earth metals and Beijing controls about 85% of the global refining capacity. These metals are found in everything from electric vehicles to wind turbines to military hardware. Now, again, according to reports, China is also upping their weapons game. Uh, We reported on this, too, that there is a new weapon that's being deployed that's being called an advanced brain warfare technology. China is working on advanced brain warfare technology, which is said to include devices that can send enemies to sleep and control their thoughts. Again, this was according to this report. Researchers have found two recent studies by China's People's Liberation Army that show the military is increasing its hard power weapons with new technology to win wars without conventional weapons. China is reportedly looking for a way to teach soldiers to operate weapons with just their minds. Fox News national security correspondent Jennifer Griffin has that story. It would be literally like putting a device into your brain that Mm -hmm. can launch a missile. It sounds like a sci-fi thriller. New intelligence shows China is using technologies like gene editing and brain-machine interfaces to enhance military capabilities and control its own people. Machines that could allow a Chinese commando to discharge a weapon with just a thought, not a trigger finger. That's what they mean by brain control technology. It's like a new field. This month, the Biden administration targeted the emerging threat by levying sanctions on 37 Chinese biotechnology companies that have ties to this research that experts say include so-called mind control weapons. Former DNI John Ratcliffe warns against the U.S. trying to keep up with China's unscrupulous efforts. We're not going to to place our own soldiers, sailors and airmen at risk, which is what the intelligence tells us the Chinese are willing to do. They want to advance at any cost, uh, including uh, those that are harmful to their own population. The U.S. has no scruples about smearing China by every means. The Pentagon says Beijing already uses these technologies, including biometric surveillance tools and facial recognition, to track dissidents and journalists and to suppress the Uyghurs. Broadly speaking, we see that China and their military continues to develop advanced technologies and capabilities, which are clearly designed 
designed uh, to reinforce their very coercive, very aggressive behavior. Republican lawmakers have called on Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo, whose department levied the latest sanctions against dozens of Chinese biotech companies, to do more. Senator Marco Rubio has proposed a bill to restrict U.S. investment in more Chinese military companies, companies that may one day produce mind-control weapons. The new, these new biological weapons are designed to induce sleep, impair cognition and alertness, as well as impact the Decision-making. This was according to the Washington Times. So, folks, I, look, you know, we've been saying this. Buckle up for 2024 because it looks like it's going to be a bumpy ride. We And again, we, we didn't even cover we didn't cover the economy. We didn't even cover uh, all these more and more scandals are coming to light in the church. More and more uh, church leaders and people in pastoral positions and bishops and bishops and shepherds are being exposed. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of things happening, guys, in the church, in the world, in the economy, all over the place. 2024 is going to be one for the books, and it looks like it's wrapping up. So we need to be paying attention to these things. Again, Jesus said, you're going to hear this. You're going to hear of the wars. You're going to see it. You're going to hear about it. Plural tense. You're going to hear of rumors of wars. Not only are you going to see wars, but you're going to hear more rumors of wars that are coming. And he, again, I want to leave you with this. He said, don't be troubled. Come on. Are you feeling anxious? Are you feeling worried? Are you feeling concerned? Jesus said, don't be troubled for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. We've got there's things that still have to be done in the kingdom. There's still things on God's prophetic calendar. Everything is falling into place. Everything is wrapping up. So where does that leave us, Brother Ricky? Where does that leave the church? That leaves us on the battlefield. That leaves us on the front lines. That leaves us in intercession. That leaves us in prayer. That leads the watchmen still watching, the prophets still prophesying, giving words of the Lord, heeding the word, leading people back, leading the people of God back to the to the to the Lord and leading the sinners and the back into the arms of the one true shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. So listen, I want to close with this. If you're watching today, you're listening today, you're backslid from the Lord. You're not right with the Lord. You're away from God. You're not where you should be. Or you're watching this today and you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Here is your invitation. Here is your altar call. Here is your opportunity. Look, listen, right where you're at, right where you're listening, right where you're watching. If you're watching live here on Facebook, on Rumble, if you're watching the rebrand, broadcast if you're listening by apple listen by by spotify if you fit the bill you you once were on fire for god you were walking with god but you're backslid you're away from god you you're not in church you're not serving god you're not in your word you're not in prayer you're not in your private devotionals you don't have any desire to 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 serve god you my friend are backslid you're lukewarm in a place of complacency but that's the bad news but the good news is Come on, our God is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And listen, if you'll heed to the Holy Spirit's warning and is wooing today and repent of your sins, then my friend, he can make all things new. He can restore you back unto the faith just like that. Come on. And if you're watching today, you're listening today, you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the bad news. The good news is according to Romans 10, the Bible says that if you will confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died and rose again on the third day, if you'll repent and turn from your sins and put your faith in him and him alone for your salvation, then the Bible says you shall be saved. So I'm going to pray right now. Listen, before we pray before we pray again i want to encourage you intimeheadlines.org intimeheadlines.com download our free app um again it's available on apple and android devices hit yes to put us notifications you're going to be good to go all that's going to be there for you hit the like button hit the share button get get all this message out 
I just want to get that out of the way so we can pray. And then uh, if you'll stick around, we're going to give you some more information and uh, some updates on our ministry and what we're what to look forward to the rest of this week. So come on, let's pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for those, for the souls that are watching, that are listening, maybe people that have been invited to the broadcast, stumbled upon this. This has been shared with them. Lord, maybe they're away from God. They don't know God. They don't have a relationship with God. I'm asking that the Holy Spirit of God would invade their space right now. Go into that phone, go into that tablet, go into that laptop, go into those headphones, go into that podcast, go into that video, go into that stream, that living room, that that home, that car, that kitchen, that basement, wherever they're at. I pray that the Holy Spirit of God begin to woo these individuals into repentance. I I pray that as the Lord deals with you right now, come on, that you would yield to him. You would yield to the Holy Spirit. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is not an it, it's a he. And he can be grieved, he can be vexed, and he can be quenched. He is reaching out to you today. Come on, don't quench him, don't vex him, don't grieve him today. Come on, surrender your life to him. Repent of your sins Repent of your sins and ask Jesus Christ to wash you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness and put your name in the Lamb's book of life. Come on, confess with your mouth that he is Lord, Savior, and Messiah. Come on, just open your mouth, confess your sins before him, confess the Lord Jesus Christ, ask him to come into your heart, wash you by the blood of Jesus, and your Bible says you shall be saved. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. Come on, let's, let's, we should celebrate right there, guys, for all, even your, even the backsliders. If you're listening today and you're away from God, friend, just repent and just get back. Come on, hit that reset button for 2024. Get ready to go into 2024. And you say, well, 2023, brother Ricky, I was kind of riding the fence. I was lukewarm. I was just trying to do, trying to do my thing and just get by, punch the clock, do my d- duty, just go to church and go through the motions. Listen, aren't you sick of you, of living apathetic and lukewarm? Come on, your heart's condemning you because you know that you're not on fire for him. And you know the book of Revelation, Jesus said, I'd rather you be cold or be hot than be lukewarm. So come on, it's it's up to you. The ball is in your court. You've got to do something about it. So why don't you make that decision and say, today is the day I'm going all in. I'm tired of straddling the fence. I'm tired of, of living a double life. Going to church, everybody thinks I'm on fire for God and this and that, when in reality, I'm not. I'm backslid. I'm away from God. I have no desire. Come on, today you can make that change right where you're at. Just repent and ask the Lord Jesus Christ to come on, to restore unto you the joy of your salvation. Come on, put those things behind you and press towards the mark of the high call of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Again, guys, we thank you so much for being a part of the program. Listen, if this ministry is a blessing to you, please pray about becoming a monthly partner. You can do that two different ways. You can give electronically through the app right there uh, on your screen. If you're watching uh, at the bottom of the app where it says donate, Go all the way down there and hit that little heart and you can you can go there and donate or you can go to the main website, intimeheadlines.org, intimeheadlines.com. You can give there through through a major credit card, PayPal. Uh, you can give through Venmo. You can give through Cash App. All that opportunity is there for you to do that. Or you can give by check or money order right there on your screen. You can make it out to Intime Headlines, P.O. Box 1391. That's going to be Monroe, Georgia, 30655. Again, we appreciate you guys. And listen, we all of you guys who send us Christmas cards, letters, emails, messages, uh, it's, thank you so much, guys, for your support and your generous uh, gifts and your your cards, all the generosity and 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 just it's so amazing the testimonies. And some of you guys have sent questions, and we're going to answer some of these this week. So if you sent us a question, be looking. We're going to answer some of these questions um, later on this week. Also, for many of you guys know. Six days from now, which will be January 1st, 2024, we are launching out. We're, we're going we're gonna to go into a full 21 days of prayer and fasting. Um, we're leading this thing. Uh, I'm excited. There's many of you guys who have expressed your interest in joining us and being part of this. So we're going to prepare you for this. So 
Um, we're probably at the end of this week, Thursday and Friday, we're, we're going to start a whole fasting series. Now, that doesn't mean every single message and every single broadcast is going to be a fasting, but we're going to incorporate those in with our normal uh, headlines and our, our reports like we're doing tonight. We're going to incorporate those in. So the end of this week, we're going to talk about why do we need to fast? Then we're going to talk, we're going to answer these questions. Why do we need to fast? What kind of fast do I need to do? The difference between a corporate fast and a personal fast. How do I fast? What is the biblical definition of fasting? All these things are going to be answered. So I want you to do that. Now, listen, for all of you guys that are already planning on, you've already made provision for it. You, you're like, I'm in, I'm, we're, I'm going to do this. We're going to go 21 days, whatever that looks like for you, whether it's full fasting, water only partial fasting, a half a day fast or whatever the case would be. I would advise you to go ahead and start detoxing your body now while you're six days out. What do I mean by that? If you listen, I've already started this. That's why I've have, I have headaches even now because my body is in a detoxification process. I have to cut, we're talking about weaning off of caffeine and sugar and these things. The reason why you want to do that is because when you start going into this fast, guys, a lot of people don't make it beyond three days because of the, the horrible headaches. They feel they got like flu like symptoms. They feel achy. They feel they got mood swings. Come on. They're, they're aggravated. They have all this. What, you know, what's going on? That's not the devil attacking you, friend. Don't blame the devil. That's your body detoxing itself because you're so accustomed to eating all the, come on, who am I talking to? All the sugar, the sugar drinks, the cakes and, and, and the sweets and all the carbs and, and all the caffeine and all the cups of coffee and all the tea. And your, your body is used to that digestion of, of consuming that on a daily basis. So you become accustomed to that. It's a known fact, guys, that sugar is, is one of the most addictive substances on the planet. It's, it's even more addicting than drugs. So it's, I'm telling you, if I would, I would greatly advise you, even now, to start weaning off. If you drink two cups of coffee a day, just drink one. If you drink three cups of, of three glasses of sweet tea a day, I, I would probably cut that in half and just start weaning down. So watch this. So then when Monday comes and you, you start entering into the fast, you, you, every, while everybody else is, is, it feels like they're dying because they're detoxing. You're going to be, you're going to be fine. You're going to be sailing through. Okay. I'm not saying that fasting's easy and it's a sale and it's, you know, it's so great. Cause it's not, if, if it was, everybody be doing it. Come on. So I'm just trying to help you out. So listen, we love you guys. We appreciate you again. Don't forget to hit the like button, hit the share button, share this out there on these platforms. Again, we'll, uh, we'll be here. Uh, we'll be back here tomorrow, uh, on Wednesday, December 27th. We'll be here Thursday. We'll be here Friday, Lord willing. Uh, so be looking Thursday and Friday for some fasting information. We're going to give those, um, and, and, and we'll keep you up to date. We're going to still do the headlines. We're going to still keep reporting things. If we have a certain thing comes up that we want to talk a talking point, we're going to still do that, but we're going to incorporate for the next three to four weeks, guys, we're going to start talking about fasting because we want to start the new year right in 2024. Come on, putting the first fruits back to the Lord by giving it everything we've got. Amen. So listen, we love you guys. We appreciate you. And we will see you guys tomorrow night, same time, same place, same channel, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. Until then, may the Lord bless you. May he keep you and may his countenance shine upon you. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the End Time Headlines podcast. We pray that you've been blessed and equipped by today's message. For more information about how you can help partner with our ministry, please visit endtimeheadlines.org.